Welcome to the Wolverine Confidential Podcast. I am Andrew Kahn. I'm Ryan Zook. And I'm Aaron McMahon. The Michigan football team hits the road for the first time this season when it visits Nebraska on Saturday. What did we learn about the Wolverines this week? And what kind of challenges might Nebraska pose? We discuss coming up on Wolverine Confidential. Okay, guys, good to be with you here Thursday morning, September 28th. Yeah, I've not seen you guys in a couple days. I've been in the in the writing bunker. How are you guys doing? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, ready for Saturday. Um, first road game. It's wild. We're, what, five weeks into the season now, and Michigan's finally hitting the road. I, I know they've done this in the past, but it's just it's crazy to think that you play a, a third of your schedule before you even hit the road. I find it funny that Andrew said his his uh, writing bunker when I uh, like a lot of people have commented during COVID he when he was on the Zoom calls it looked like he was actually in a bunker. <laughs> and yeah, then, it's the same bunker as the as the podcast bunker. It's all one one place. There's no it's like different yeah, places. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah. We're uh, I mean obviously obviously only Aaron's going to uh, Nebraska, but now it'll be interesting to see how uh, the team responds to a, a road environment and. Uh, yeah. Other than that, just it's in in routine now. It's it's officially full full swings into the season mode. And yeah, I mean it's already week five. It's hard to believe. And I'm sure our uh, you know producer Patrick will will cut out the space. But there was I want listeners to know there's about a 20 second pause when I asked how these guys were doing before anyone actually chimed in. Which a little concerning, <laughs> but you know here we go. We're we're moving forward. For first road game. Uh, and yeah. We, we had, you know, three days worth of, you know, uh, opportunities to talk to players and coaches from Michigan. We had Jim Harbaugh, J.J. McCarthy, uh, Mike Sanristil. There were linemen. There were receivers. Uh, so let's start with, you know, give me give me a thing or two, um, you know, that that kind of struck you as as interesting or, or newsworthy. And, and gosh darn it. Today I'm starting with Ryan Zook. Oh, appreciate it. Uh, to me, when when Harbaugh spoke on Monday, it seemed uh, it was he made a comment about the the running game and not basically not uh, giving taking the tread off his running backs' tires. And I mean, it seems like it's a little bit uh, different than the past. And Aaron McMahon wrote about this uh, this week as well. But like the days of him handing the ball off to to one back thirty plus times are seem to be over. And uh, it, it seems he's he seems more cognizant of these players in their long-term careers. And I mean, when you have a guy like Donovan Edwards and Blake Corum and even Kalel Mullins, he, he credited Kalel Mullins a little bit too. Um, he's going to use all as many backs as he can. And yeah, I mean, with the, with the new clock rules and with them sharing the load, I mean, there's probably not going to be many games where one guy totes the rock, even like 20 times, uh, even though Blake did on, on Saturday. I think the last couple of years in that, in that, in that regard have kind of been a wake-up call for Jim Harbaugh. You know, Michigan has, has had Blake Corum and Donovan Edwards banged up the last couple of years. They haven't finished the season healthy. So I, I, I do think they've kind of realized, hey, like we can't put as much on some of these guys so early in the season. And I think that's one of the reasons why we saw the passing game. So apparent in the first couple of weeks. Um, obviously, Blake had 21 carries on Saturday, but it, it, it was an interesting point. It was something I, I caught right away, and it was – not Jim Harbaugh-esque, right? Like he's been known as this guy who likes handing the football off. I went back, even going back to like 2017, 2018, there were, there were always games every season where at least uh, back had at least 30-plus carries in some in some situations, multiple games. So um, very 
you can tell gyms kind of come around on that idea. Um, you know, that they don't want, like you said, don't want to take, they don't want to take the tread off the tires. He realizes the lifespan of a running back is limited nowadays. So yeah, it was fascinating. Um, for me too, I mean, JJ McCarthy, he, uh, he also told us, he told us Monday that, you know, he felt a little pressure in the Bowling Green game. And that was one of the reasons why maybe he threw those interceptions. Um, he felt maybe, you know, he, he was trying to live up to some, perfective expectation in his head, I guess. He was talking about having more, you know, more knowing, being cognizant that he had more touchdown passes than incompletion. So maybe he was trying to force some things. Uh, interesting comment, but uh, I, I think he learned a lot from that game too. It'll be interesting next time we uh, get to speak with Mike Hart, we can ask him about if, uh, you know, carrying the ball 50 times a game or that one time against Michigan State and other 40, 40 rushing times or games that affected his uh, NFL career or not because he sure touched the ball a lot when he was in college. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, it's uh, I, I definitely get what, what Harbaugh is saying, but you want the, you know, you you want the opportunities that they, they get to pop maybe a little bit more than they have, especially for someone like Donovan Edwards. I mean, it's fine if he only carries eight or nine times, but he can still, you know, get to 70, 80, 90 yards, something like that. It just hasn't, hasn't been, you know, that the case so far for him this year. And, um, you know, you had, uh, you know, Trevor Keegan, offensive lineman talking about how, you know, this thing is, is so close to kind of taking off, um, yeah, what did, what did you make of that? Because to me, part of that might also be almost like the McCarthy, you know, perfectionism thing. It's like they might be trying to. Uh, it's good that they're trying to play to the standard of the last two years, but I also think these teams that they played in the non-conference might might have been a little bit better. I mean, I think they are than than last year's teams, maybe, and you know, were a little more cognizant of stopping Michigan's run. So I don't know. Do you think they're they're being a little too hard on themselves, or there definitely is another level for this offensive line? Well, I think there's, a, like you said, there's been there's a standard set, right? There's been an expectation set that, you know, the last couple of years, arguably, you can make the case Michigan the best offensive line in the country. And I think that just kind of, you know, carries over from year to year now. I think that's the expectation. I mean, they were talking about wanting another Joe Moore award in the offseason. But you also have to remember, too, they brought in three transfers. And that doesn't always mesh right away, right? The, 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 they don't have the, the experience of playing next to one another. Maybe the timing's off. Uh, maybe guys aren't as, as fast as, as the, you know, or maybe quick witted as the guys before. And remember, too, all three of those transfers did not participate in spring. So they really got a, they were kind of behind the eight ball coming in. Uh, so I, I think we're seeing them kind of grow together uh, week to week. Sure, more teams that think they've gotten better, you know, you know, by week four. We'll see where things go from here, but they're still shuffling up front. So it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out. But, um, you know, there's still a still a work in progress, I think. I mean, work in progress, but it's important to remember, too, it's not like Michigan isn't moving the ball and, and storing points, too. Like, they are still doing that pretty effectively, and uh, I think a lot of it has to do with literally teams selling out against the run even more this year based off of what Michigan has done the past two years, and that's why you've seen the, the play calling get a little bit more creative. I mean, you saw a couple of trick plays so far this year, and they, they've they worked out, and I know Harbaugh credited Trell Moore. He said – this past Saturday against Rutgers was maybe one of his best games. He's he's called at, at Michigan so far, so they're they're throwing in a few more wrinkles um, because I think they know that the the run game isn't where it it has been in the past, and what they've the other stuff they've worked in has has been effective. So until defenses start stopping both, then I don't think there's too much of a need to worry. But it is especially Donovan Edwards just seeing his stat line is just kind of mind boggling through through four games. 
all these uh, topics are, you know, have been covered on, on in stories on MLive.com uh, slash Wolverines this week. Um, and there's been some other things, too, maybe just another thing or two that, that um, you know, you guys wrote about or, or didn't just heard and found um, interesting or, or noteworthy from the last few days. Uh, quarterback Will Johnson basically admitted that, you know, he could have played the first three weeks, but they kind of, it was a decision to hold him out. Um, I think it just kind of speaks to maybe Michigan's approach, the non-conference schedule this year. You know, I had one player, I'm not going to disclose his name, but he, at one point during interviews this, the last couple of weeks, he, he referred to it as the preseason. So I think it goes to show kind of how Michigan was approaching, uh, the first three games this year. Uh, I mean, there were hints all around, right. The way the coaching staff was, was handled and, and, and everything else. So, um, you know, Will seems to be, he seems to think he's close to hundred um, percent. You know, he's coming off a knee scope in the summer. He, he kind of hit into me then. And I think we talked about it at one point that he thought maybe he'd get off to a slow start this year. So obviously the plan was in the works there for him, maybe not to play right away. Um, he did get a few snaps against UNLV, but he was back full go on Saturday against Rutgers. And that is going to be, uh, you know, the expectation here moving forward. To me too, I, I thought it was a little bit surprising. We've we talked with a few players about the the Nebraska environment at, at Memorial Stadium, and some players basically said that they think this is the the best road environment they played in the Big Ten, and which is kind of surprising given the environments at a, a Penn State's and the Wisconsin's and the and the uh, Ohio State's. But uh, yeah, I mean, it will be interesting to see how they they handle it this year. It's not a night game like it was in twenty twenty one. But if you remember that 2021 game, I mean, that was that was a barn burner, man. It came down to the wire. Jake Moody with two clutch field goals at the end. And that's when, I mean, going back, man, it's like you wonder how many games Michigan won because of Jake Moody in his two years is the when during his run there. Because, I mean, he, he was clutch throughout. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, it will be interesting to see how, how Michigan handles this uh, this road environment. And it should be another um, exciting one on uh, on Saturday. Yeah, this is as we said, Michigan's first road game. It's coming on the on the you know final day uh, of September. Um, yeah, and then that game was was very close the last time they went there. I don't know. You guys think it it might be again? I, I think it wouldn't surprise me if we see a similar um, script the last few weeks where it's close, maybe the first half and the third quarter, and then Michigan pulls away. Um, I don't. I don't think Nebraska has the offensive firepower to, to hang. Um, they can slow the ball, slow the game down, and, and play some defense. Maybe keep Michigan at the end zone to keep it close. But I, I, I'm leaning toward Michigan running away with this one toward the, uh, the end of the game. Yeah, I mean, I, I think Aaron's pretty close there. I, I think it will be relatively. Close. I don't think I think it will be the closest game Michigan has played all season. But I don't think it will be single digits. Fair enough. Yeah. So I guess what you know what what came out of the the idea of you know. First road game of the of the year. I mean, a little more, a little more excitement maybe among the players. Sometimes, you know, JJ McCarthy, for example, said, you know, he loves it. And you, you talk to a lot of, oftentimes, it's the the better players. They they like that. They like almost the idea of silencing a, a loud crowd more than you know energizing you know their their own crowd. Yeah, and I think part of it too is just getting in a different environment, right? And I, I don't want to, you know, you don't not you don't want to knock the Michigan faithful, and the, and the players certainly didn't do that. But after a while, it almost becomes stale. You know, you almost get into like a routine. It's like, okay, been there, done that. You know, let's go play somewhere else and and, and get get in a different environment. So I, I think that's part of it too. Um, you know, Mikey Samersell did say this week that maybe it was after the game last Saturday. I forget, but you know, he 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 put the you know Memorial Stadium in Lincoln maybe above, um, uh, you know. Uh, Penn State's home stadium, which I thought was fascinating in terms of how they ranked the road environments. Um, I put it right up there, too. It was incredible atmosphere in 2021. 
Um, Lau, it was, it was, it reminded me very much of a Penn State or Ohio State. So we'll see what the crowd's like on Saturday. Obviously, this is a different Nebraska program. They're they're struggling right now, but um, you know, they. I've done multiple interviews with Nebraska radio stations this week, and they almost always seem excited for this game. I think maybe just based off of history and the the old days and everything else, and how Michigan viewed nationally. But um, you know, they're they're excited for this one. I think the fans are certainly going to show up for it. Hopefully that uh, AC is working in the press box for you there, McMahon. Yeah, not looking forward to 94, 95, uh, partly sunny. They're saying wind gusts up to like 25, 30 miles an hour. So wow, going to be an interesting day. I'm not expecting a lot of a lot of passing. Obviously, Nebraska doesn't throw the ball much to begin with, but uh, it, it, it's not no surprise to see the point total uh, come down here to under 40 points in the last couple of days. Almost like the perfect road experience because you get, you get a, a, a packed stadium, energetic fans, but they're, uh, they're friendly. I mean, that's what, you know, a couple of Michigan players said, and I know Aaron, you know, we've talked about this after your, your trip there in 2021. We'll, you know, hear from you after this one. We'll, we'll see if you have any similar experiences, but yeah, you get, you get that. And then you get a Michigan team that is, you know, beating Nebraska for, for the most part. So it's like, all right, yeah, you get, you get the energy, but you don't have the hostility and you often get a win. Yeah, that's just it. I think it was Trevor Keegan this week, right? Zuki was talking about how the fans were so nice to him, uh, you know, in 2021. It's yeah. the, the Nebraska fan base is very similar to Iowa. They're 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 respectful. Um, they're there to have a good time. There's no, like you said, no hostility. No, I hate you, or maybe a little of that. I don't know, but not as much as you would here. Maybe going to a Penn State or certainly not an Ohio State. So like, <laughs> it, there's really no rivalry there. I think it's more of a f- friendly, mutual respect for one another, and I, I think that maybe makes the environment different and, and fun in some ways too, because players, they, they want to hear the noise. They want a big crowd. They want to be hated, but they don't want, you know, necessarily the, 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 you know, the stuff thrown at them or the slurs yelled at them and everything else. So it's, I don't know. It, it's a good environment. I encourage folks, if you have the opportunity to go to, to go, I mean, you got to remember to Nebraska, right? There's no professional sports teams around. So all they really have is college sports and they, they really rally around their college teams uh, specifically. All right. What do you guys know about this? Uh, this Nebraska team, I could tell you that, you know, they're, they're kind of interested quarterback situation. I would guess that they're going to start Heinrich Harburg, quite the name. Um, but yeah, he's, he's who's played um, the last two games at, at quarterback for, uh, uh, for Nebraska and, you know, played well. He's, he's, he said he's broken off some big runs. He's a, he's a physical runner. Um, you know, he's a guy who did uh, not play his, his first two years at uh, Nebraska, but, here he is now under a new coaching staff and he's, he's getting a chance. Um, they brought in Jeff Sims, uh, you know, three-year starter at, at Georgia tech, um, you know, in, in the off season through the transfer portal. And he started the first two games, but you know, was not particularly effective treating the football like a hot potato. <laughs> yeah. Some fumbling issues, interceptions, uh, and, um, yeah, Nebraska lost those two games. Now granted the competition, you know, was better in those two games than it has been, you know, in, in, the two games that Harburg has played, but, um, you know, both left their most recent games, uh, you know, with, with injuries, but Harburg is, was full go at practice on Tuesday and, uh, Sims is still getting close to 100% according to reports out of Lincoln. So, uh, yeah, you know, they're, they're going to run the ball a lot, you know, double option, triple option attack. And, uh, yeah. What do you make of kind of some of the X's and O's stuff in this one? That, that's just it, right? If you're Matt Rule, you kind of go with the quarterback who's just not turning the ball over, making fewer mistakes. And right now, that's Heinrich Harburg. So I, I think you have no choice 
you know, assuming he's healthy and able to go, that you do play him. Um, they won two games with him. Obviously, the offense probably feels like they're in a better rhythm with him under center. Um, so they're probably going to roll with him. Uh, and, and as I said earlier, I, I, you know, this this Nebraska offense is kind of befuddling. They, they can move the football and they can get into field position. But again, turnovers have killed them. Nine through the first four games. I think they had eight in the first, really the first three. So they, they've cut down the last couple of weeks. But those first two weeks with Jeff Sims were brutal to watch. Um, as you said, competition was better. So that does play a factor. But still, I mean, you can tell this Nebraska offense is still very much uh, a work in progress. Um, you know, their defense is solid. They don't give up a ton of yards. And, and you know, they um, they have helped point some, uh, you know, they, they've done a decent job. And they try to force turnovers. So we'll see where things go. This game is probably going to be played largely on the ground, given, you know, how Nebraska wants to play and what the weather situation is going to be like. So um, it should be a good test for Michigan's run game. I'm, I'm curious to see how they handle this. How handle this. Um, if, if Blake Horn can, can break off some big runs, if Donovan Edwards can get going. Um, and then, too, we're going to learn about the Michigan front seven, right? Mason Graham isn't expected to play, so that might make a difference up front. Uh, but Michigan's got, you know, it's notable here. Michigan's defensive line is certainly, you know, stronger and but faster too. So I think they're in a better position to handle an offense of this of this or uh, offense of this caliber. Um, but tackling is going to be key. You can't give up extra yards, and you can't give up those those explosive plays on the ground. You want a prediction from uh, from this member of Wolverine Confidential? I'll give you a prediction. I think Nebraska's going to open up the playbook early on with a couple of trick plays to try and get ahead of Michigan because they know that, I mean, they're, they're not a team that can really air it out and, and gain points and, and make comebacks. So I expect on the first couple of drives, Nebraska to, to throw a few wrinkles in there and try and pick up some chunk yards because if the weather is supposed to be how it, the forecast looks with uh, hot and, and windy, it's, it's not going to bode well for the passing game. So they might uh, – I don't know what type of trick plays they're going to run, but I wouldn't be surprised for them to uh, try and catch Michigan off guard early and, and try and get a lead and, and hold on as long as they can because if they fall behind early, it's they, their offense just isn't built to, to kind of come back. So, But, yeah, Aaron hit it right on the head. I think it's going to be a really good test for Michigan's run game too. I mean, if they if Blake Parham and, and Donovan Edwards can – pick up like average four, five yards a carry against this defense, you'll have to, you would think you would be pretty pleased with the, with the result. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't expect many deep shots if they're a wind gust or is, is um, strong as they're expected to be. So I, I don't know. I, I think Nebraska could keep this close if, if mission's not able to, to air it out. But I mean, maybe a lot of wide receiver screens, shallow crossers, um, I mean, getting the ball out quick and, and letting the receivers run after the catch because, yeah, Nebraska is supposed to be vulnerable in the secondary, but if it's windy in a, in a loud environment, who, who knows how effective that pass game will be. Yeah, that Nebraska rush defense is second in the country right now, uh, only 46 yards per game allowed. And, yeah, they're running the ball too, six six of the country in that, 234 yards uh, a game on the ground. So uh, they've been good on the ground running the ball, stopping the run. Uh, so yeah, that, that, that part of the, uh, scenario is, is interesting, but Michigan's obviously had, had no problem going through the air to, to beat teams, but, uh, yeah, for, first road game, step up in competition. Maybe I'm not, I'm not really sure that Nebraska is, is, is a better team than, than Rutgers this year. I actually don't think they're as good, but, uh, yeah, on the road and just maybe style of play could, could make things a, a little interesting. Any, any final thoughts on, on this game before we wrap up? 
I do think it'll be a step up in one regard in the defense. I, I do think Michigan is going to be testing the ground. So I, I am curious to see how they handle that. Um, they continue to rotate with the offensive line. It sounds like starting right tackle Miles Hinton has been playing banged up the last couple of weeks. It sounds like he's going to continue starting and playing in that role. So, um, you know, the offensive line has been, been, as I said earlier, a work in progress. They're going to try to keep it going. But I, I do think that it'll be a test in that regard. So we'll see how they, they fare. They fare. Um, if the run game can't get going, do I wouldn't I would expect Michigan to try and do, you know, obviously get the play action involved and they could probably win that way. Um, so yeah, fast thing to watch. Also, one one more note we haven't hit on. This will be a homecoming of sorts for Ernest Hausman, the transfer from Nebraska. Um, you know, he played quite a bit last year. Uh, you know, he, I don't necessarily know he's going to start on Saturday, but he will play a lot. So he's he's someone who obviously knows uh, knows his program very well. Yeah, I guess that's the the last thing uh, on the Nebraska defense. I mean, I watched a little bit of their first two games against Minnesota and Colorado, and I, I mean they lost, but I was really impressed with their defense, especially early on. But when their offense is turning the ball over at inopportune times, and it's like it can be very deflating, and it just looked like they ran out of gas against Colorado, at least. And I mean, that's a hard offense to pin down for four quarters when you're giving them good field position. So, I mean, if they can limit the turnovers and just pick up a few first downs here and there and keep their defense fresh, it, it could be a very low-scoring game. Well, we'll have full, full coverage of the game on mlive.com/slash Wolverines. Thanks for listening. <laughs>